Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some strategies for you to best prepare to transition to a cash-based PT practice. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am up here at Champion PT in Florence, Boston, Massachusetts. Big crowd here, big crowd. We still have to figure out our new seating arrangement, I think. But Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, Lisa Russell, Lenny Macrina, I almost said my name, Lenny <laughs> Macrina, and, and Dave Tilly here on the episode. Len, students? Students, we brief do. introduction. Quick students. Uh, we're going to go left to right. We're going to go Austin Riff from Franklin Pierce University in Arizona. We have Andrew King from the University of Hartford in Connecticut, and we have Joe Yeah from Virginia Commonwealth <laughs> University. How do you say your last name? Gowet. 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 Just found easy. that out a week after. Super easy to pronounce, but yes, I like. It. <laughs> awesome. All right, what do we got, uh, Andrew? We got the yes. King. So we have Lindsay from Indianapolis. Yeah. As a newer grad looking to open a cash-based practice in the next few years, what would be the most valuable certification to pursue? Manual therapy, OCS, SCS, CSCS, or other strength and conditioning certifications, etc. Oh, Lisa. What's her name? Lindsay. Lindsay. A business. Oh, Lindsay. Business, sir. Um, all right. So, all right. Let's let's dissect the question. So, Lindsay is a new grad. Wants to start a cash-based practice. Wants to know what certifications like a OCS, SCS, CSCS. All those acronyms, right? Uh, that will be best to help her get a cash practice. Now, we can have a whole episode, Lindsay, on whether or not you should be opening up a cash based practice. Um, I think that's a whole other you know, question for a new grad on do you want to immediately get into your own cash based practice by yourself, which it kind of sounds like you're doing. But let's talk specifically about what is the best thing Lindsay can do to prepare herself for this. So I'm going to rephrase your question a little bit, Lindsay, because rather than just say which certification for you to get, I want to know, do we think any of those certifications matter? Did I sway that a little bit? D does it matter for what you want to do? And, and maybe what you should do instead. So, uh, Mike, you just graduated college, right? <laughs> Old joke. Sorry. <laughs> Old joke. Fresh moves, though. So, Fresh moves. Mike, it was a new grad three years ago, plus over three years yeah, ago. Yeah. So, three years ago, that immediately went into cash-based practice. So, I think has a different perspective, but, you know, maybe, Mike, comment on starting cash-based practice versus insurance, and maybe the difference of what you did here with the group versus just going by yourself. Yeah, well, I guess I'd I've never worked in an insurance-based clinic, so I don't really know how insurance-based clinics work. 
um, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> well, you, I mean, like you did in a clinical. I did, yeah, stuff, did, right? uh, so, for clinical, and, yeah. and I worked as a co-op rehab aide and stuff like that. But never full time as a PT, right? So I worked. Uh, my first job was was at Champion Cash Based Clinic. Um, it was a little bit intimidating at first, but I think the big thing for me was having the guidance of, of all the people sitting here, um, which kind of I use them as my mentors. Um, they were there to help me. Um, work with patients, and we see a pretty specific patient population here. Um, so they were able to get me up to speed, and I'm still learning from them, still making mistakes and still learning, but I definitely made a ton of mistakes early on. Um, but it was nice to have a solid crew of people that I could ask questions to when needed. So I think that's a, a great point for you, Lindsay, here, is that Mike had a good group of people that are in a similar situation. All of us came from an insurance model prior and then came into this model. So we, we know a little bit about the difference, but he had people he could talk to. And that's one thing I get nervous about with new grads entering cash-based businesses. Because most cash-based businesses that new grads want to start is like, I'm just going to go to the gym down the street and put a massage table in the corner, right? And, you know, that's great. But, you know, do you have enough clinical experience? Do you have enough, like, you know, people to talk to to help you, you know, continue to grow? That's a big challenge for, yeah. for a new grad, right? So, um, my, and my point, too, I think the reason that I was able to be successful in the setting, transferring away from a busy insurance place, was because I... Personally, I'm not the guy for the finances, the back end, the the billing, understanding, like that kind of right. stuff. Like the I organization, I, right? I did the, it, you know, not rushing and keeping it. Le- oh no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did things superficially, obviously, to understand my billing and coding, like my involvement as a PT. But I definitely was not running the back end. So, like for me personally, having you guys do that stuff would be good at it, and me being able to just focus on treating and getting better as a clinician was helpful for me. So, if you are considering doing that, maybe consult with someone or pay with someone to help you understand. Because running a business and then being a good PT in a cash-based business and me are just two completely different things. I, I would agree with that. So, so, so far, I'm going to start collecting responses. So, essentially, what's the best thing to prepare is make sure you surround yourself with people that, that can still help you, right? Don't work in isolation. I think that's a big thing. Two is that the, probably instead of an OCS certification, I have no idea what that's going to do for you, by the way, Lindsay. Like, like, uh, like you need to understand a business, right, and how to get the most out of a business. So, uh, what else? Anything? I mean, I mean it's... This is a lot. Um, and when I heard that question, it's just there's there's so much as a new grad to learn that I think learning to run a business is going to be it's just going to make it that much more difficult. Um, the first year to three years as a new grad, you need like good mentorship because you just need a lot of people to help you learn how to talk to people and address all these different pathologies. That are going to come through the door, whether it's a post-op ACL, when you progress them to this and that, with rotator cuff repair, versus, uh, I don't know, some kind of random pathology comes in and you don't know what to do with it. So you need to learn all that stuff. And I'm still learning, too, you know, 15-plus years into my career. So having these guys helps me. So you definitely need more experience just as a clinician. And then hopefully, as you're doing that, maybe the clinic you're working at, which is probably going to be an insurance-based clinic, allows you to see the business side and you start talking to managers, you start helping them with that stuff. I think that would be a good way to hack their system is to just learn the financials. What does a P&L mean and, and all these different reports and how to read it and what it means to the business. And there's so many different things to do. I think being a good clinician first is going to be priority and that's going to give you uh, a little foot in the doorway in the community that when someday you want to start a clinic, which I would recommend probably three to five years at least into your, your, into your work as a clinician, 
then you would consider it and hopefully have connections in the community that you've been working in that they would then trust you to want to come to you. So it's not just, I graduated PT school, I want to start a clinic, a, a cash-based clinic. That's going to struggle, trust me. You need people around you, not just clinicians, but people in the community that trust you because they're going to come to you for PT, not the facility for PT. They want to see you, the clinician, and that's going to be huge if you can develop that rapport with people in the community to be able to come and find you when you open up your facility whenever that's going to happen. You know what I mean? And then it's, it's hopefully you've understood the business aspect and what you need to buy and how to pay people and taxes and human resources aspect. There's so much stuff you wouldn't even understand. <laughs> Trust me. It's a venting session. Trust me. So, so, so it sounds like Lenny agrees with Dave, learn business, yeah. right? But I think one other thing I picked up from Lenny here was that um, you got to be able to communicate and connect with people. Um, which is a big deal. And my guess is, Lindsay, that's what you excel at, right? Because that's probably why you're considering doing this, is you're good at connecting with people, you're helping some people, it's pretty neat. Uh, now, Lisa, you are jumping in and making the transition as we speak from insurance-based to cash-based kind of model a little bit with your stuff. Yep. There's one thing you have that we all have, right, that makes you unique, right? It's being a niche um, with a specific subset of people that not only you like to work with, but that you could say you're an expert at, right? And I think that's a big deal right there. So Lisa's, you know, a, a former rower, a former lots of things, right? But like a former rower, or no one's ever a former rower, right? You're a rower. A former <laughs> collegiate rower? Sure. <laughs> that's what I meant to say, right? So, right? Like, but, you know, Lisa understands rowing and rowing injuries and working with rowers, the mindset of rowers. So she has this big niche. So Lisa, Lisa why don't you explain how that niche has helped you be more confident making this transition? Yeah, so I, I mean, I spent a good amount of time in the traditional insurance model because uh, I didn't feel confident in just telling people like, hey, I'm a PT, come and work with me, like I'll help you out. Even though I'd been treating rowers essentially like all through PT school because all my teammates and all everyone as I was learning my skills were like, hey, you want to help me out? Yeah. Um, so rowing has sort of been at the foundation of me developing my skills, but at the same time, I never felt fully confident to just say like, okay, this is this is the niche I want, this is where I want to be. Um, it's more as my skills have gotten stronger as a whole clinician, I've felt more confident that I can say like, okay, these are the people I enjoy treating and the people that I like am as enthusiastic about as I can be, so let me kind of put myself into a little bit more of a specialized corner, I guess, but right. um, if I hadn't taken the time to do the broad, I don't think I would feel the same way. Right. It's like you need two things, right? You need to be confident in yourself as a physical therapist and then confident in yourself and an expert in something, yeah. right? So is Lisa an expert physical therapist? No, but she's an expert physical therapist for rowers. Am I an expert physical therapist? No, but I'm an expert physical therapist in the small world that I work in. I don't know how to treat pediatrics. I don't know how to treat neurology stuff. Like I don't, I don't get that stuff, right? So like, like it, it, it's about like being really good um, at one specific niche where you're an expert, and I think that's a big deal. And I think that's the one thing that a new grad's going to struggle with too. So um, I, I think that was a bunch of good advice. Let's not inundate Lindsay because I think you're doing good things and you're obviously kind of like thinking in the right direction. But I think an OCS, an SCS, a CSCS, none of that matters. Those are just letters that only you understand and your peers understand. The person doesn't understand any of that, right? What they do understand is somebody that is cutting edge, somebody that's 
keeping growing by being surrounded by mentors, somebody that understands the nature of like making a business so that way this is a good environment for everybody and they're an expert at a special niche. And I think you kind of put all that together. I think that's the direction you should probably start focusing on. Don't worry about taking a test. Worry about becoming an expert at a special niche and understanding what goes into running this type of business. Make sense? So good, great question, Lindsay, and hopefully that helps a lot of people. I know tons of people have that question. I I, I don't know, maybe a third at least of our of our students here at Champion say that that's their goal. They want to open up a cash based practice next week, <laughs> right? Like that's like their big goal. So I think a lot of people kind of share that. So great goal, and I hope we all get there one day. But I think you know if you take those steps, you're going to get there even more successfully. So. If you have a question like that, the more the better. Keep them coming. Anything related to PT, fitness, sports performance, business-related stuff, and career advice like this would be great. But head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask us questions. And we will see you on the next next episode. episode. Yes. Trying to get the timing down. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.